episode 102 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Plenty to talk through this week with uh, news from Mo Farah's finale at the Great North Run, British wins at Fifth Avenue Mile in New York and a roundup of some late season track action. But for all of that, in a week which saw the Rugby Union World Cup kick off in France, let me welcome to the show a man who failed his induction into Welsh rugby life when he couldn't fight his way out of a ruck in Valencia last year. How's things this week, Joshua? Yeah, all good, thank you. I actually watched uh, the rugby game. Which one? Uh, the England one. Okay. Yeah, so that's probably the only one I watched, but yeah, I thought very patriotic. I thought you'd be watching Wales last night. No, I definitely did not. I uh, Although I was in the sauna earlier and there was two massive Welsh rugby players talking about it and they were very derogatory against English people. And I was like, please just don't talk to me. <laughs> um, I was sat in half, half types in the sauna. What sort of facility was this sauna? Uh, JD Gyms. Fair enough. Don't, don't tell my employer. <laughs> it's not like they listen or anything. I'm sure they'll never find <laughs> that. All right. Let's welcome our co this evening, who is no stranger to a mall or two but he's hoping to hit the finish straight much quicker than his 2.59 clocking when he entered the Mall on the streets of London last time. How is Lincoln life, Shano? Yeah, it's, it's good, thank you. Um, I, I, I feel like you're putting a lot of time into these intros. Yeah, I probably should have pronounced Mal as also more than it might have. Might have made it them a bit better. Look better on paper, I think, that one. <laughs> you say I put a lot of effort into it. Um, we're 10 minutes late recording because I was putting the notes together. So much like my wedding speech, it was done in a rush. Well, it was a good speech though, mate. Nearly as good as the best man speech. Yeah, pretty average that one. Um, shall we go into some training weeks then? Um, I know both of you have got busy weeks. Busy men, apparently. Josh has got a big presentation. Shane's cleaning up some fleas or something like that from his dog. Um, who wants to go first? Go on, Josh. Uh, okay. So, takes us back to the 4th of September. Race week for Josh. Race week indeed, yeah. So, I did uh, um, eight miles. Uh, I actually did a couple of the first miles with the uni group. They run really slow. So, I titled this one. <laughs> two mile walk four mile run sorry six mile run um and yeah actually once i got going the weather last week was lovely i don't know about you if you're gonna moan it's probably too hot but i thought it was lovely you and wales um, remember that it was I mean, it's 30 degrees all week yeah it was it was nice um yeah last last six was like six ten six fifteens um felt good so yeah average eight miles six twenty threes Tuesday morning, um, I went to the gym. So I was actually off last week. I had um, another. Oh, I had two exams. So heading running in the evening on the Monday. The Tuesday, um, yeah, in the gym, thirty minutes spin on the bike. 
then I did I've been doing a calf circuit like three to four times a week so I did that afterwards um and then in the evening I did 16 times 400 uh, I did that off 60 second jog um I did that with Sam Borum so we I actually ran up to the to the track as well um because I don't have a car now which is is a bit shit to be honest because I don't really like taking a bag so luckily Maddie walked up with my bag for me which was nice um I was, was a little bit worried about Sam after three reps. He was on the floor. I thought, oh, he's got quite a lot to do. But fair play to him. With a bit of encouragement for myself, he got through it. Basically, I said to him, I was like, you can't get dropped in a 400 rep. That's embarrassing. At 200, I was like, you're just being a pussy. And I got him through it. And that is literally what I said. That's not sweet talking. Um, so yeah, averages, I think I worked it out. It was like 67.3. Um, so we started a little bit slower than that. Last few were a little bit quicker. Uh, I felt all right. It, um, yeah, I mean, it didn't feel too quick, didn't feel too slow. So it's probably there or thereabouts. Um, yeah, and then three mile one back, uh, one down back home. Then Wednesday, um, ran with Sam again. So uh, in the evening, just 629s nothing really out of the ordinary there um then thursday so i actually went to the track to do some 200s and i thought oh i don't know what shoes i'm going to wear for this race on saturday so i thought i'm going to wear the adidas see if i go on with them again i'm going to wear them in the race do not wear them on the track they are the worst shoe i've ever worn on the track especially at that pace so i thought Rob basically sent me some 200s and he sort of, he said he wanted them sort of like comfortably fast, which I kind of gauged like 30, 31. Rough effort. I couldn't break 32s in these. Honestly, they were so bad on the track. I basically, I, I felt like I was hitting the floor and you know, like a, like an old school flat or a spike, you're sort of hitting the floor and you, you can feel the floor you're pushing off. I would like hit the floor and I feel like I'm just sinking. It's a really weird feeling, to be honest. But you, there was just no responsiveness whatsoever. Um, so, yeah, I, I had six to eight. I did six. And I was like, fuck this, I'm going back home. Um, I, I was so, going yeah. to say, um, they're not obviously designed for no, track or, or designed. I was going to say they're not designed for that pace, but probably That's world thinking. record. 10k road pace is probably about that isn't it yeah it is i mean and they are a marathon shoe don't get me wrong but i was surprised how bad they felt versus like vapor flies on the track so yeah i mean i was like i'm not gonna wear them uh on saturday purely because i know i like the vapor flies so i'll just stick with them so yeah ran home um and that was that then saturday uh, sorry friday had an exam uh, at half past two. So by the time that finished, uh, I needed to run. So I did 25 minutes and some strides. And I actually felt really, really bad on the, the 25 minutes. I ran like 6.53s, which is pretty slow for sort of my general easy running. Um, you you it ran was probably, it was... Sorry? That was you on your own. Yeah, yeah. I, I did want to run a little bit slower than normal because Rob sort of said, three uh like pre-race jog so it, it was a jog but i felt horrendous and i don't know if it was because it was a bit slower 
Or if it was that it had been sat down for three hours doing an exam, probably also didn't help because I literally finished it and went. Um, and then I did some strides and I felt absolutely fantastic. In the same shoes, I didn't, all I did was a couple of drills. I felt class. So, yeah, strange. Um, and then the race. So, went out to Pembrey, which uh, I'd never been to before. So, I jogged the course with uh, the Nasher, did 20 minute warm up. Um, and it's nice because he actually didn't want to sort of jog either. So, we didn't run like crazy quick, but we ran 619s for the warm up. Uh, and just did a lap of the course actually so it starts off you've got probably 100 150 meters maybe 200 meters and then there's a really really short sharp hill and then you've got a little bit of a, a downhill sort of off the back of that and then it's quite a twisty course um for the first probably half then you've got your sort of classic relay leg you've got a bit of a dog leg out and back and then back from there, it's a little bit downhill to the finish, really. Um, so it's quite a nice course. Uh, it was tougher than I thought, to be honest, because the second mile is gradually uphill. Um, so I was on second leg and Johnny Hopkins for Swansea was on first. And he had about, I think it was 18 second lead uh, coming in and Nasha was second. So I set off in second. And then there was nobody really any anywhere near in third. So I was like, oh, this is going to be a bit of a lonely run. And I knew the lad for Swansea on uh, leg two. So a guy called David Jones, he went to the, I think it was the Worlds recently, under 20s. So he's obviously quite good. Um, and I, I tracked him at a, um, a point which I could see and he was 20 seconds ahead. I thought, right, well, I can if I can just try and keep him at 20 seconds, that'd be pretty good. Um, and I could for the first mile. And then I was like, well, oh, maybe I've overcooked this a little bit. Um, and the, yeah, it, I, I certainly didn't feel very fit for second slash third mile, probably more the third one. Um, and on that out and back, I kind of knew the group behind me were catching me probably not as much as I thought they were. Um, Adam Ball took the most out of me, he took 15 seconds out of me, but they got disqualified in the end. So um but yeah I, I mean it was all right i ran five minute miling on the the loop um which i think was 10th fastest overall for the day so not i think the way i described it to rob was he asked me if i was happy and i said i think yeah i'm reasonably pleased i don't think it was an amazing run but it certainly wasn't terrible so uh yeah it's a good stepping stone at least and relative to other people it wasn't so bad so for context, I ran 17.40. The fastest leg of the day was Dowie Griffiths, and he ran 17.05. Um, so yeah, there was quite a few which were probably in this like 17.10s, 17.20s. Uh, yeah, and then warmed down with uh, Josh Griffiths and Johnny Hopkins, which was good. A little catch-up from Spain. And then Sunday, I had a day um, off. Just quickly, the, yes. the the boy you broke on, on Tuesday wasn't too far behind you, was he, I hear? unbelievable sam had the best run yeah i i said to him tonight after seeing him on his hands and knees after three reps on tuesday i cannot believe the run he had on saturday he was on first leg but still very very good run um 
What about another Griffiths? Didn't have such a good day. Josh? Oh, he hasn't finished. <laughs> He's still going around. <laughs> yeah, I felt a bit sorry for Josh. He uh, he certainly went out with a good spirit for the mm. first mile, and I think it came back to bite him. But I'm I know not... he, he obviously has been injured, and yeah. he's been doing a lot on the grass. Um, so, yeah, he probably wasn't as fit as he thought. No, I, I was looking at quite a few people's runs, and I... I came across Nash's um, and a few others. Oh. And when you go out on that course too hard, which quite a few of them did, it yeah. did come back to bite very hard. I think Dan's first mile was like it's a fourth. Four. Yeah, he told me tonight. Yeah. And he only ran 10 seconds quicker than me or 12 seconds quicker than me. So he's run more than 12 seconds quicker than me in the first mile. Yours was fairly consistent, right? Kind of. Yeah, I went, I think 4.52. And then five oh maybe five oh four five oh eight or something, and yeah. then four fifty pace the last like zero point three. So I once what I found was I struggled a little bit with um like the the second mile, and I think that was probably oh shit I've gone off a little bit quick. But then once I got going again, I actually felt really really good. So like the last probably two minutes I was running quicker than I was at the start. I mean it was a bit downhill. Don't get me wrong, but um yeah i was giving it some let's put it that way I, I i finished and i had certainly given it all yeah um that's my week oh well sunday me and you watched great north together um and there was a great day of sport. and josh sent me his his splits from great north was it mile six and seven Seven which, and eight, I think. Which when he told me, I was like, "That." It <laughs> it me, did you? But it's what what was gone. What was miles miles split seven and eight from Great North? So I went four forty two, and then four forty, and then four forty eight. Yeah, it's nearly my five PB. Well, it it probably is, isn't it? If you'd have ran that third one quicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's funny. I thought it was funny because you were like, "I'm assuming you mean four fifty eight. Oh, 452 or whatever. I, like, well, I, oh, I knew you'd run like 64 and a half ish, yeah. which I knew in my Basically, head. 455s. Yeah. No, I got dropped. And then I've massively full sent down the hill to catch him back up. And when I caught them, I didn't stop. I just thought, fuck it, I'm going straight past. Um, because I remember Nigel Martin said to me at the finish, he was like, I thought we dropped you at three miles. I was like, mate, you dropped me about seven times. Just trying to get, get coming back up. And I'm going to name drop. When we went past that 440, I went past Brett Robinson and I was like, yeah, I'm having a good run here. Um, Josh may have said six or seven at times he would have finished almost in the top five on Sunday. <laughs> Not taking into account the conditions are different, but he would have also been up there with, with them at the start, apparently. <laughs> All I said was my time on the same course would have put me sick. There you go. As a fact, um, so how long have we got till Great South? Uh, it was five weeks yesterday. Okay, so, so whenever, whenever you're listening, it's four weeks on this next Sunday, unless you're listening past this next Sunday. So, you still confident you can go for sub five minute mining? Um. That's the aim, definitely. Yeah, I don't think the course on Saturday was quick at all. 
like it wasn't really really slow but it's something like great south i'm sure will be certainly quicker and the thing is as well i ran that 100 solo with, so yeah again group i think with that um course you did in other yeah. years in like 5k is it not uh they did change yeah i think 2021 it was different but it i think they changed it after covid because i i saw a certain matthew Clouds had the course record yeah it's definitely definitely different i think what they did is they've cut you know the hill i mentioned i think they didn't used to do that bit but last year dowie ran the fastest leg which was 1635 um and the year before that josh and johnny ran the joint fastest leg which was 1652 i've got a matt clouds from 2017 what shape yeah it'll be uh, ran, I don't know. He ran fourteen forty-five for five k around there, but this is where you'll get the starts of the the, the quick first mile. Clarity ran a four twenty-three, then a four fifty-eight, and a four fifty-eight. Wow, that's and he he always talked about going off easy. Yeah, wow. he's not here to defend himself now, so I can can dig him all I want. Gino, if you're listening, don't tell him. <laughs> right um shane you I, a week to talk us through yeah got a week to talk us through <laughs> so we'll start with monday because that's the start of the week uh what i do uh 72 minutes at 710 pace 1006 no 10 points yeah just over 10 miles uh tuesday i did 9.97 miles uh in an hour 10, 7.03 pace. What did Wednesday, you? You are. did you? Ronnie did 10.03, so I would take the average and call it 10. Could do. We'll get on to Ronnie's watch uh, when we go through the session on Wednesday. Um, as I sent you some, uh, some messages. Every time I run with Ronnie, his watch is so much further than mine, it's not fair. So I think... Um, I'm just gonna just add on like ten percent onto my week each week. It's fair, What's isn't it? What's he got? Yeah, a Garmin two, three five music four five. What wrist is it on? Who knows? It's not a different wrist to yours. I swap wrists because I'm good like that. Uh, let's go back to the running. Right, <laughs> so on on Tuesday we did five by six minutes off of. Uh, well, I put ninety seconds to two two minutes jog, but um, we had two minutes walk slash jog. So went up to Sudbrook, and the only time we could really do this as a group was the hottest point of the day. So uh, we thought, well, doesn't matter; it's threshold stuff. Um, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, so we did a loop a loop from Tom we... to Sudbrook. You are so, threshold stuff, probably not the worst thing to be doing. The hottest time. I mean, of all the things I could think to do, like jogging or like flat out stuff, threshold is definitely the top of the list I'd avoid. So about you, Aaron. So out out of jogging or flat out, threshold you scale. Threshold. You'd rather do flat out or jog. 
I'd rather, do, I'd rather do flat out like 400s. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like minute type efforts in the heat. Oh, well, I'm hard. So <laughs> we stuck to the plan. Uh, well, I mean, the thing is, uh, it is hard. It is hard training in the heat, but like, we don't get it often. I, I'd, I'd, I like it. And I just thought at least that way we can adapt it accordingly. So if we needed to drop the reps, we would have done or do less. I think Tom ended up doing one less. Um, I, I felt okay. I felt normal. Um, so we did. Uh, we started in the same place each time. This loop, the loop was just over a mile. Um, my watch got me as five oh six, five oh seven, five oh three, five oh four, five oh five. Um, I I tend to look at. I'll I'll do my first rep and I'll look at like a lamp post or a bin or something in at various points around whatever loop I'm doing and just so it gives me an idea each rep of if I'm being consistent or not. Um, and I pretty much was on most of them. The first two, in fact, we finished in exactly the same point. So they were the same same effort, really. Um, the third and the fourth were a bit quicker. The, I must admit, the last one, if if I didn't have a marathon to do, if I was just doing normal training for like a 10K, I probably wouldn't have done the last one because it. I was quite... I, that, I was working really hard on the fourth one. Um but I thought, fuck it, I need to man up. So I did another one. Um, and yeah, it went okay. But back to the, the arguments we have on the, on running around a loop and not necessarily following your watch. Ronnie's were all under like five minute miling. And the, the only one where he, Ronnie was actually running faster than me and Tom was probably the fourth one where he went a bit wider because it, we just, he we, we felt good and we didn't. Um so he ran wider and a bit further ahead. Whereas literally like, especially the second rep, like running, we're running as a train. We're not running like wide in a group. So and when you look at the traces afterwards, unfortunately, um, to my dismay, my watch looked quite accurate. So I was a bit disappointed in that. I, I wanted mine to be a bit harsher, but goes to show, don't follow your pacing because that's actually, if, if that's on threshold, that five seconds or so is actually quite a significant difference when you're trying to train at a threshold that turns a threshold session into a hard session if you're actually going off your watch so it's good to go off feel and other metrics as well as pace and heart rate yeah i mean i'd say obviously in the heat you probably probably you know five seconds per mile maybe even closer to 10 on a colder day that you'd probably run quicker but your your heart rate was pretty consistent up to like 166 167 average so you're pretty much in the zone so. yeah but for most i think the only i think my max heart rate was on the second rep at 174 um so i was right where i needed to be so i was, I was happy with that it's just my legs were tired by the last one um and yeah I, it's hot weather so you don't know how much slower you are going because of the heat and but this is this is actually kind of why i do like doing threshold stuff um maybe learned my lesson on on Saturday's long run, which I'll come to. But I think sometimes when you're doing a hard session in the heat, if if you're unless you're a middle distance runner, uh, there is still a danger to go, I think, too hard. Whereas at least when you're doing a threshold, you're kind of like, this shouldn't feel this hard. So it just makes you change if you need to change. Um so yeah, Tom Tom did one less rep. Ronnie felt fine. I probably felt a bit worse, but I was quite happy with what I did. However, it's the next morning. It's talking. So you're two minutes recovery, right? 
I think so, yeah. Pretty, pretty slow. Are you walking those? So because we want because we started in the same place, um, we were just sort of walk jogging back to where we started. And I'd actually it was past the car as well. So I like left some water out on the car and and a I stopped and got a hat at one point and um yeah, so it was like a, it was more of a walk jog than a, a continual thing. I think if if it was like if it wasn't hot, I probably would have rather like but kept moving and jogged it. But it's it's quite interesting, I think, because um, you know, you're doing two minutes, which is a fairly decent recovery on threshold, and you're walk jogging it at sort of an average of like twelve minute mileing, so keeping it very very chilled. Your heart rate only drops to about 130 the like the last 15 20 seconds of it which on a normal like a colder day you'd be dropping to that it probably in a minute yeah so there'll be more of this on saturday actually yeah Uh, and i've got i think i've got we'll come to it later i think there's a listener question that relates to it as well so yeah anyway carry on sweet but yeah essentially if conditions are adverse you're not necessarily it's not so much what you can actually do when you're running it's more like what you actually how you recover and how much you recover so on recovery uh woke up on thursday and i felt like a train had hit me i was very very sore from that session um so uh my master plan was to run in the morning i did not so I didn't actually really get a chance to run all day until later on, and I was squeezing it in before coaching. So I uh, actually really enjoyed this run. So I did um, uh, 10.3 miles at 6.57 average, but it's pretty much all off-road. Um, didn't see much. I got in, I ran from Collingham, ran from the cricket club. So I got in two nature reserves and a lovely run along the Trent. Lovely. The River Trent, that is. Not the football player. Um, How late were you for the session? Uh, just 10 minutes-ish. The, the plan was for me to skip the... was to get there for the, the warm-up and the session, and I just did my strides when they were doing... and the group were doing... Yeah, that big time, you know. You don't even have to turn up. You just sort of rock up. That's it, mate. That's it. Well, at the side... The, the last the last few weeks because of school holidays we've we've had slightly reduced numbers so I was like and I, the thing is as well I I, I didn't realise I was going to be late it's because obviously I stopped a few times to make sure I was going the right way and um, obviously by the time I get back I was like oh actually yeah I'm a lot later than I realised and I was, got onto the cricket pitch and there was a huge group I was like oh shit so I put my vest back on and uh, it was professional okay and um, Friday, I was like, right, I'm going to double day Friday. And I didn't get up again and I couldn't be asked. So I bottled the morning run, um, ran in the evening, wasn't too bad a run. Uh, felt quite, quite sluggish to start with again. I really wasn't feeling recovered. So we did uh, 10.08 miles at 7.24 pace. Uh, me, Tom and Ronnie. And Saturday, so... Tried to organise an early start. Uh, so we aimed for 8am. Uh, Alex was going to join us. I thought I might be able to convince you to join us uh, for the Bowser Likes an early morning run. It's like this could be a lovely, tasty little group. 
Uh, Alex couldn't make it. You couldn't make it. Bowser couldn't make it. And part of the reason we wanted to start early was because it was hot. And another reason is because we're going to be running... Uh, the race starts at half eight at Malaga, doesn't it? So I need to get into the habit of not being lazy and actually getting up and running early. Which is so we half, aimed... half seven our time. Yeah. So we aimed for a half... Uh, we aimed for an 8 a.m. run. When everyone else bailed, we decided to go for half eight. And then Tom went to the wrong place to start with. So we didn't start until about quarter to nine. Um, so the the plan was to do a two hour run. We're going to do 30 minutes easy, 25 minutes at sort of tempo, close to marathon effort, 10 minutes easy, 25 minute tempo, 30 minutes easy. Um, I felt pretty good on the first pickup block. I mean, I was very, very, very wet because it was quite humid. But I actually thought, oh, I'm adapting to this heat now. I feel decent. Um, so the first block was 25 minutes, average 534 pace. Um, my heart rate was where it needed to be, uh, average about 160. So it might have been a couple of beats higher. And again, the, the pace was maybe a bit slower than I expected, but I felt fine. Now, in the 10-minute jog in between, it did not recover. Um, after the first block, Ronnie just jogged home because... His heart rate kept going up and up and up and up. So he he ran, walked back to the car because um, I think he thought he was going to have a heart attack. Tom also felt pretty shit on the first block um, and sort of wanted to go for a drink. So we kind of headed back towards where the car was just in case. Um, yeah, the 10 minutes, I did at seven-minute pace and my heart rate average was 151, which is about 20 beats higher than I expected. Um I expected it to be a little bit higher anyway, but not that high. But I, I felt okay. So I was like, well, I'll, I'll start the last tempo block and I'll just see what my body does. Um, I stopped at 15 minutes in. We were down a flat path that was a bit more shaded and ever so slightly cooler than what we were running before. I was running 5.37 pace. Um, my heart rate was just slightly higher. And I, my legs just got really heavy at 10 minutes. I was like, do you know what? I'll just do another five minutes and that'll be me. But that meant that I had 40 minutes of easy running to do after that. That was horrible. Absolutely horrible. I was massively questioning my life choices after that. Why am I doing a marathon? Why am I long running doing this in this heat? I couldn't be asked. Um, I got back to the car, uh, went into the farm shop afterwards and just nailed some pick and mix. And I pretty much haven't stopped sweating since. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was a, I mean, with what we did, it was okay. In total, an hour 58, uh, 18 odd miles. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very, very tough on the body that I know all day I was, I was pretty much brain dead after that. It was not very nice. Um, Sunday, I actually did get up for morning run mainly because I thought I actually don't think I'm capable of doing 10 miles in one go. So in the morning I did just over five miles at 7.21 pace. And I felt like hard work. In the evening I did five miles, uh, just over five miles again at 7.12 pace. In the evening, I don't think I've ever been that uncomfortable on a run. Um, my favourite word this week has been dew point. Do you know what that is? Josh? I, said it, I said it the other week to you boys. Did, did you? I wasn't listening. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Is Tom Straw raised it? No, no, this is me. Oh. 
Um, it, it makes all the difference. It makes a, a lot of difference. And I'm pretty sure dew point was like 21 degrees or something for this run. Uh, it it was I didn't get caught up in the thunderstorms, but it looked like I did. I've I've never sweated so much on a run. It was awful. Um it has been humid all really humid all week. Yeah, according to my I've got it covered in my week, boys. <laughs> I've seen I've seen Aaron's humidity stuff. Um I was reading a little bit up on some of the humidity stuff, and I think the research is a bit hard yeah. to pinpoint, but uh you there, there is some guesses for what you can lose. But I did also um, play squash before this run. So I think my body just decided not to stop sweating at all. Um, but anyway, I'm a very, very tired boy today. Um, but that's another week, just above 80 miles, so 81 miles, nine hours, 22. Um, so, yeah, solid. We've And um, we booked our accommodation in Malaga. I is it? I haven't actually read that conversation yet. I, I, just... I, I booked. I booked it on Tom's advice. So, Oof. me, we still need to book Tuesday, and Monday night, and Tuesday night. But we have some accommodation for at least the race. Well, um, We're just homeless after the race. We've. It's questionable who's sleeping where and how many beds we've got, but we've got a place. But we'll find out, and we'll find out who turns up to the, the accommodation to see how many beds we need. Yeah, I think we're gonna have. Uh, I think we're gonna have surplus of beds, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, like when when just Tom goes out on his own. <laughs> you mean anyway. just his girlfriend? Tom won't come. Anyway, um, yeah. So let me go into my week. I I just did an hour six fifty eight pace. So obviously felt good. A few trails in that as well. Just under nine miles. I thought I'd double in the evening, but we went on this podcast and didn't. So Tuesday went to the office and I planned a session and I went outside to get some food and realised it was far too hot to do a session from work. So I was like, I'll do a session when when I get home and that didn't happen. Wednesday, because I had a day off, it rolled into two days off. And I was like, I need to break this cycle badly. So, back. so Thursday, and I, 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 part of the problem this week was because it's been so hot at night, humid at night, not for me, for Eliza, she keeps waking up. So this week... She doesn't like her door. She doesn't like her door being open, which makes it like thirty degrees in her room. So when she's asleep, I open the door a little bit. I think it was on or one of the nights I found her downstairs on the sofa at about four o'clock, and then we didn't go back to sleep. So th- my week is sleep has been bad this week. But anyway, um, Thursday, I I was like, well. I need to do a run and I want to do a session. It's I thought it was too warm to do a session at midday. I'm not like Shane. I thought, do you know what? The treadmill will be much better place to do this session. It's in the shade. Nah. So I warmed up and I was going to uh I was going to do two minutes on, one minute off. 
but quickly realized that to do like a one minute float in there was going to be awful so I sort of changed the session and I think I ended up doing like a 3k tempo at 320s and was nearly sick have you got a fan in there I had a fan on but I could not feel it I've only got one fan and that's you... dropping the bump. yeah you missed anyway. that um <laughs> so I needed I I didn't bother calling down to five miles so I've done Monday to Thursday. I've done about 14 miles. So I was just like, well, Friday to Sunday has got to be 60 miles then, hasn't it? So <laughs> Friday morning, um, and that's what I advise to everybody. Friday morning, I went out at 8.40, did 10 miles, sort of seven-minute mile in, hour 10-ish. I've put 100% humidity here because I was, running, I was running easy and I felt pretty easy and I was dripping. Like I got home and it was dripping. Like it's like flicking off my cap. I was that, you know, that sweaty. Um, people started to question my ability of, I think Strava had it down as, or did I have it down? 89% Strava had it at. So um, maybe it wasn't as humid as I put there. Friday night, so I've done 10 mile in the morning. It's like, well, might as well do a session. So I ate at 4.30. Three hours later, was like, I think I can run now, but I don't think I can do a session of too much length because I might throw up. So I thought I'd do a mona. And... I went out to, the, well, even outside and it was like, it was steamy. It was like a sauna. And I obviously went on the treadmill and did this mona. I've never sweated so much. Alone. I, I, I didn't do 15 second efforts at the end. I just did six by 30 because there was just no point on the treadmill. I think also on the tread, even the 30 seconds when you're slowing down to like, your fingers just on the, the decrease button and you're sort of holding on. So it's quite, it's quite easy to run a little bit quicker on the on the floats. But I I wound up okay. But yeah, I was very, very hot. So that was another eight miles, because I just did two mile up and down. Um so 18 mile day. Friday Friday night, Saturday morning was when Elias woke up at four o'clock and I didn't go out to sleep. And I'd planned to meet Philippa and Ruth for Philippa's session because I thought it's an easy way for me to get 13 odd miles done um and Philippa's session was two mile jog then two by two mile then three by a mile but sort of seven minute mile and down to 6.45 so before I get some easy miles in it was very sweaty again and I've put 112% humidity humidity for this one. Pretty accurate, I think, on that one. Um, and do you, know, do you ever have it when you don't sleep properly? And I was starting to, like, almost, like, ache in, like, like, muscles were aching just because of lack of sleep. But it felt... I couldn't nap that day either, so I didn't really recover. So I was going to double that evening, but we... 
had pizza night, so didn't. Because on Sunday morning, we were going to do the big long run. So, by the way, on Saturday, we started at half seven, unlike Shane. Sunday, we kicked off at seven on the dot um, from Langtoft. So I left my house at just after 6.30. That is ridiculously early. It's very hot, mate. So the loop, the problem was the loop I'd planned is just one big loop. So there's no drinks on this. So I was like, we need to get this done. And actually it wasn't wasn't awful. But in the end, we did two hour forty, six fifty-two pace, twenty-three point three miles. Um and I was cooked by about 18, I think, just after the two hour mark. And I've never seen a couple of lads, Ben and James, celebrate multiple times in this run, completing the run before it finished. And it wound me up so much. I think James said 18 miles, but broke the back of this one, to which I was like, we've got another 40 minutes left, mate. Give it, give it another 25 minutes before you say that. And then um, I think with about three miles to go, they were talking about somebody being sick at what point I felt like being sick. So that wasn't, wasn't great either. Um, we went through some classic songs from the nineties and two thousands though. Some of the FIFA songs that was that passed the time, but I felt honestly for the last 40 minutes, I couldn't really contribute much to any conversation. Just the long run fitness started to grind, but two hours, 40 done. Um, and went to the shop straight after this one. So I had a, a zero, I had a bottle in my car, which had downed, had a zero tablet in. Went to the shop, bought fizzy Lucasade orange, downed that, and the chocolate milkshake, like a pint of, down that. To which point I was like, I've just downed three drinks. Probably is not the, not going to go too well. But, um, but yeah, I think that left me with a week of about 68 miles all done in about three days. And I would say I put myself in a bit of a hole yesterday. I was not much use after that long run. It took me about four hours to even try and get off the sofa. I think Jenny asked me to go get something for Eliza at one point. And I was like, it's not happening. <laughs> to which... She didn't react too well, so I had to get up anyway. So I won't act like I I didn't do anything. I don't get away with that. Anyway. So marathon training is going well, mate. Well, I feel actually quite, I don't know. I seem to respond quite, as I said, the other week to these long runs. So today I was tired, but actually felt a bit more like a runner again. Are you going to get any races in? Uh, potentially a 10k in, in Cambridge is that right I think oh. one the same day as Great Eastern Half in October yeah but um, yeah I mean I'll get back on on the miles this week I think it was just a, a bit of a blip midweek nothing too too drastic but yeah I I think the other thing is on on Sunday we I took one gel with me and that's all I had on the run. 
I didn't like I left the house at half six I woke up at quarter past six so when I talk in a minute about the question about um marathon sessions in the morning I need to start preparing for them better because you can't roll into well Josh can I can't roll into 24 mile or two hours 40 of running with nothing in my system it does not end well for me I can get around it sorry never run out two hours 40 I think that's my longest ever run as well that is fucking long yeah you wait till I get a three hour one out mate anyway um uh talk well let's go to Strava leaderboard shall we um I've got open Josh do you want me to go through or are you gonna uh, I, I like doing it. <laughs> I'll do it. Um, so, top of the leaderboard last week was Jasper McDowell, 158.8, uh, uh, average pace 830s. Then, second place, we've got Fred Davis, 120.6. And in third, James McDonald, 120.5. So, that's your men. Then, in fifth place overall, we've got Sally O'Gorman. Second lady is Anya Culling. I think she must have just joined because I don't think she was a member before. I've not seen her before. So 100.0 on the dot. Uh, and a third place in the women's. Oops. Scrolling. Lara Bromilo. Might have butchered her surname there a bit. Oh, 81.9. Right. Oh, good. Okay. Isn't that she's the, just being shit? Yeah, that sounds familiar, it, actually. Is that a dad? I presume, I think it's a dad. Could be wrong. Yes. Uh, yes. Recognize her from many Chiltern leagues. Yeah. Um, Just looking at, at James McDonald, because it's a name I've not seen on the leaderboard. I think he completed, by the looks of his Strava, the topless week of 2023 so he's looking forward to topless week 2024 next year he's already bashed out 3,000 miles for the year I don't think I'm going to break that at all but also on 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 James um I mean I'm just just scrolling through doesn't do that many long runs he just does a lot of he did a lot right. I don't know what he's doing but he did a lot of runs 27 runs last week there you go yeah that's I've just off on a Strava I did do a 21 miler. I'll let him off anyway. Um, yeah. So let's just go to Strava Moan of the Week. Um, did either of you two have one? Or do you want me to go? I um, like we take a pick this week, can't we? Go on there, Shane. Well... I've got, all right, well, my moan is one that's close to home. So we've got Grimsby's answer to Joey Essex, Ryan Page. You don't have to name and shade, by the way. We could just. Oh, I am. I don't even, I don't even listen, but he's a brat anyway. So Brian, Brian Rage, we'll call him. <laughs> um, put up, did great North Run, put it up on Strava originally. Some of us lucky ones managed to see it first. As Great North Run at Threshy, assuming he means threshold. Um, 
Then you go back onto the run and you change it to first finisher from Orange Wave. So he got a bit of shit from Josh, a bit yeah. of shit from Ronnie. Um, but then anyway, so I, I don't always spend a huge amount of time on Strava, but I had a busy Sunday on Strava. I even joined the inside running uh, leaderboard group. Anyway. Um, and then when I went on Ryan's week, he also did a park run threshold on Saturday. And then on Thursday, he'd done a wave tempo at threshold and marathon pace. Um, so boy, that's a threshold. The boy likes from threshold, but uh, I'm not sure the boy knows what threshold is either. <laughs> um, so my side bone is one: don't change your Strava name, Strava tiles anyway. Two, um, he probably did do a good job in changing his Strava title because half marathon at threshold. Not sure he knew what that means. Anyway, that's my slide. And for anyone listening that doesn't understand. Threshold is your hour pace. So he ran over an hour, I'm assuming, for the half. And therefore is impossible to run threshold. But mainly, don't change your Strava titles. Yeah. Or at all. At, well, if you're gonna name it, pick one. Morning run. Morning run. We like that, yeah. Um Threshold chain. Yeah. It's roughly an hour. For some people, it, it can range, can't it, right? From like well, 50 to well, 65. The, yeah. The, where I might let some people off is, to be fair, although I'm not sure how many of our fantastic online coaches go into the literature too much, but it's not actually that clearly defined in the literature anyway. Um your th- theory is threshold is roughly an hour. Um, and then you, uh, well, threshold, sorry, I'm wrong. Threshold sometimes is your first threshold, which is your roughly two to two and a half hours. So sometimes that's called threshold. And then your lactate turn point is your, what we know as threshold, which is your one hour pace. So it does get confusing because it's different terminology. But Roughly an hour, yeah. I actually think when I was in shape for, as a 5K runner, I think mine was probably closer to 50 minutes. I don't think, whenever I did some threshold testing, I don't think my anaerobic threshold, which is the one hour, I don't think I could have actually sustained that for an hour. Or we used to think it was half marathon. I definitely wouldn't have been able to sustain it for a half marathon. So it's, I'd agree. it's, it's still I, a good mm. I, I think mine was closer to my 10 mile. Yeah. Well, so, whereas Josh's might be closer to his half marathon. Yeah. So yeah, you can't also take this stuff as definites. Uh, and again, it depends on the athlete you are. I was better fifteen hundred meter runner than I was a ten k runner, so it makes sense that I can't sustain my threshold for as long. Um, and I think I remember one of your tests, Aaron. Your aerobic threshold, so the two to two and a half hour one, that was slower than your marathon pace, wasn't it? Yeah. So like five well it's when I was running like five fifteens for marathon it it came out about five twenty-five to five thirty. Yeah. The tests the tests are done on a treadmill in with a mask on and I'd never you know, it's difficult to to get an accurate reading, I think. It depends how how economic you are on a treadmill, I imagine. And and I just think they're they're really good to give you more accurate data to go with. 
And and it helps when we've had weeks in the UK as we have, where actually you have an idea of what heart rate correlates with what pace, which most importantly correlates with what perception of effort. So then when those three things are changing, you have an idea of, okay, well, I don't mind dropping my pace today, or actually I don't mind my heart rate being higher today, or actually I just need to um, actually raise my effort today. So it gives you a, a just a more accurate idea rather than, again, pulling out a target race time as we've had a moan about and putting it in a, a Jack Daniels V dot calculator and deciding that right, that's what I'm going to do today. Um, so I do think having an idea of roughly where you think it is, is a really good training tool, just to help you understand your own body. Uh, but as long as that's going to help you understand what you need to do in a race, because the same notion, you don't want to be on a race and be like, oh, my heart rate's getting too high. I'm going to slow down needs to do what Josh does and goes full send, like the middle of a half, and spanks out some 440s. Talking of Jack Daniels' calculator, I actually um, downloaded it again the other week, and it told me that I should be at 52 kilograms. <laughs> so like, the lowest I've ever been is about 56, and that's far too light. But anyway, um, let's move on. we I think we've gone into like listener question mode on our own moan, but an actual listener question came in from Rory Taylor, who said, what are your thoughts around big marathon sessions first thing in the morning when fueling can often be difficult and the legs can take a while to wake up? Shane. Um, yeah. You don't, run, you don't run early, so. I don't run early. Um, I... I, I sometimes work backwards as well. I'm, I actually think I'm going to be a bit like Josh where I'm, I'm in early. I'm probably better off just running and maybe taking some gels on a run. I will find that out, I guess, over the next few months. Um, but again, I suppose it's, it comes back to trying to mimic race day, what you're going to do on race day. Um, so I think that's, where I would go, ideally, you'll be up early enough to get some scram down you and uh, and be prepared to do the run. But if it means you're going to start running at seven o'clock, you need to get up at four o'clock to eat. Sure, up, Josh. That was worst, no, worst things I've ever heard. <laughs> Southern. Right. All right, some food down here. Um, so, yeah, at, at the sake of getting up at four in the morning, if, if that's how long it's going to take you to digest that food, then just stay in bed so if staying in bed isn't an option which it isn't for a lot of people who have families and things that they need to get up and run before i i do think that what i've seen a lot of and even i did was underestimate a marathon session you've got to i think you've got to treat them as you said like like a race so to really prepare for them properly. And if you're going to do one on a Sunday morning, which is blocks of marathon pace or marathon effort, you've got to eat properly the night before. You've got to have your route kind of planned. Make sure you've got your gels and your nutrition. You've got your, your, sh- you've got your change of shoes. Because I just think far too many people going out on these long run sessions and expecting just to hit time and it to be just a, a given that they're going to hit their goal marathon pace they're going to do 30 minutes of running go straight into a marathon pace block and it just doesn't 
especially early in the morning, it doesn't work that way. So you've got to prepare. And I think far too many people don't. And and also you've got to adjust as we're just speaking about conditions or heat and run to marathon effort, not to a pace that's on a bit of paper. You saw Great North this weekend and I've seen a lot of, I think I saw Ali Dixon comment on it. She told a lot of people to slow down as she was running past. And people's egos just wouldn't let them. They just had to hit this magical number and and not adjust it. So, yeah, you got to respect the marathon sessions. They're not they're not like some of the the shorter stuff that you can just just do and get away with. If you don't respect them, they will bite you. Josh, yeah, I think you you two have pretty much nailed it. I mean when when i've done my marathon stuff i yeah you take it take it pretty seriously i mean we laugh at you we laugh but i'm i'm pretty good at i mean when i was out in spain me and josh would be yeah weird everything would be planned i'd have my bag ready for the morning i'd probably if we were leaving at eight o'clock i'd be running at half past eight i'd still probably get up at the latest six o'clock um i wouldn't necessarily eat too much but that's personally just me but i would still want to be up at least two two and a half hours before um because i yeah i don't want to feel shit i want to try and nail the session yeah and you you go to bed early typically the night before it you you're not out doing stuff or whatever just expecting the next morning to magically be able to wake up and hit one of these massive sessions yeah exactly like hydration the day before stuff like that um yeah just be sensible yeah um right let's go to some news then so first bit of news is from today i think uh british athletics have selected 12 athletes for the world road running champs that are on october the first in latvia latvia is the first one um is did I see Edgar's is running for Latvia? Yeah, yeah. One of our old, well, Josh has ran for more than I have, but we'll be representing Latvia. Um, what, 5K? Yes, yeah. Okay. The heart. Anyway. Um, uh-huh. So in order to select that, there was a couple of races on Friday night, Friday afternoon in New Yeah, Canada. it was weird, wasn't it? Because... There wasn't much said about it. I didn't realise it was actually on a Friday. It um, was on. It was on um, early at four forty-five was the mile, and I think the five k was on at five fifteen. And the course looked dubious. Um, I mean, Jordan Skelly runs for Lincoln shared some pictures of they went over a bridge and there were some bollards and they'd put like cushions on them to stop. Yeah. So if you ran into them, at least you didn't. Yeah do damage to the bollard um but the uh, we'll talk about the half marathon first the women's half marathon team is Kali Thackeray uh, Abby Donnelly Clara Evans and Sam Harrison which they selected off the big half mostly I think um and do I have the men's is there a men's half team yeah Jack Rowe uh, Mohammed Mohammed, uh, Johnny Mello, and that's it. 
Yeah, I actually haven't got that written down, but that is correct. Glad Josh is here. Um, and for the the mile and the five k, they were selected off off those races. So the the men's five k in in Newcastle was won by Scott Beatty. He outkicked Tom Mortimer, um, and they've both been selected for for the five k. It was Scott Beatty had a decent. Did you watch it in the end? No, I didn't see it. Scott Beatty had a decent finish. Uh, Jack Gray had took it out quite early on, and I think he finished fourth in the end. Um, but yeah, on the on the women's side, it was Verity Ockerton who who won that race, and she'll be she'll be representing again. I haven't got anybody else in the five k. If that's correct. That, that, yeah, that's right. There's only think, one. I think Callie was third in that race, and Scottish yeah. girl whose name escapes me now. Second, anyway. Um, this is a good summary. This is um the the mile was won by Callum Elson. He timed his finish right, and he'll be representing GB in Latvia. And the women's Sarah McDonald will be um, representing the mile. The women's mile was cancelled in Newcastle because of lack of interest, apparently, or was it lack of planning? Probably the latter. Um, so let's go to the other bit of news that was I just saw late on on Sunday. Over in Romania, there was a ten k women's road record. Um, Agnes Negetic ran 29.24, um, which was 36 seconds quicker than the previous best. She went through 5K in 14.25. That's ridiculous. Uh, which is four seconds faster than the women's only world record for the same distance. Um, so, yeah. Does it count that she gets both? I don't know. Maybe we should move on before I go into anything else. Um, let's go to Great North. Bit of a mo show, wasn't it? Yeah, just a bit. It, do you think? Oh, I don't. I don't necessarily hate it. No, but do you think he's retired for good? Oh, he'll be running in London next week. Last <laughs> time. Turns out we should pay him for the next one. I. I mean. Oh, we'll go to a minute. I, 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 what I, I think he would have finished competing. Yes. That Haven't you found it a little bit odd that he's he's retiring and he's he's obviously slowing down and he's not training as hard, but he's still been away on camps in Font Rameau and things. Yeah, but and if you got four kids, I'd be away all the time as well. No, he's probably right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got me there. Anyway, um, so Mo. Um, in his last competitive race, finished was he fourth in the end in sixty three twenty eight. He he put a bit of a burst in to get away from uh, the Irish lad. Uh, yeah, good day, good day. Um, and then sort of high five people over the last mile. I think a lot's been made of that. It was very. He he did slow down a little bit, but. It wasn't like he was. Uh, did you see? Was it? Um, is it Fredino, who also retired? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, he couldn't have been running that slow because he didn't catch him. Mm. 
No, he didn't. It was saying how fast he ran for that last mile, but he was high-fiving. He wasn't, like, going side to side, like... I bet he didn't run five-minute mile. No, he was he was still moving and sort of just waving. But, but yeah, it was a... There was a big turnout because conditions were uh, on the warm side. I think it was 23 degrees in Newcastle. Um, Tamrit Tola who, fresh from his dropout at the World Champs, took the win in 59-58. He mm. was meant to be racing Sydney Marathon next week. Um, so he's opted for a payday at Great North instead. Um, but he was a clear winner and he looked phenomenal. Yeah. With yeah. everybody, you know, everybody suffering in the conditions. You know, I mean, Second was Bashir Abdi, 61-20. Bashir had raced on the Friday in the 10,000 in Brussels, so he did look very tired at points. Um, third was Mukhtar Edris in 61.54. Next best in the Brits was Andy Butchart in 64.30. We'd also raced on on Friday night. Um, in the women's, uh, it was Paris Jet Church who took the win in 66.45. I thought at one point she was going to go very very fast was it a couple of i don't know what the first 5k split was but it seemed they were moving early on yeah i don't think immediately though because charlie went with him didn't she no this was between like three and six i think yeah when she broke away um so yeah former world record holder jet churcher Church took the win Sharon Ledecky was second in 67.43, um, which was a PB, I think, for her. Uh, but I think she has run like a 2.18 marathon. Uh, and then Charlie Perdue was third in 69.36, which is a good return to form for Charlie. Um, and Sonia Samuels was fourth in 73.43. I believe she's looking to do Valencia. Could be Berlin. Could have got that wrong. Um, yeah. Did either of you watch any of the racing? Yeah, I watched both of them. Um, yeah, I mean, I think to- Tola looked unbelievable, but everybody else, it was a bit of a suffer fest, I think. Yeah, and it obviously was pretty brutal because, yeah, times were down across the board. But I always find at Great North that there's never massive packs running together it's, it's that type of course that breaks people up doesn't it even yeah, if you're fighting earlier sorry it says it's the hills yeah it's just a rolling nature isn't it just breaks it up a bit more yeah um friday night which is mentioned in brussels diamond league um our first goes that ten thousand was won by daniel abenio in 2657 Andy Butchart was sixth in twenty eight eleven, which you know, and I think he put on his Instagram. He did the the big treble, which was the big half on Sunday, followed by Brussels on Friday, followed by Great North. So, not bad, bad bit of work from from Butch, um, who's doing New York in November. There was also a world record in Belgium. Do you see Jakob's 2,000 metres? Distances like that, I've got to be honest, I have zero interest in. I did until I saw it around 4.43, which 
is pretty ridiculous. Pretty good, but some of the other lads, Stuart McSwain ran 448, didn't he? Yes. Um, so Inga Britson's um, pace for the race was 56.6 per 400 or a free 47 mile, basically, which puts into some perspective how fast that is. He, um, yeah, he's, he's just, when it's, pa- when it's a paced race, he's phenomenal. He can just tick them off. Um, going back to some of the actual Diamond League action, in the women's 5,000, Jess Judd ran a PB. She finished 8th in 1451 in a race won by Lillian Rengaruk. And in the 1500, we had a British winner in Laura Muir. She ran a season's best of 355. Just behind her was Cara McGeehan in a national record and a PB of also 355. So those two then rolled on round to New York a couple of days later. Um, Why well, I say those two, a few people in that, not those two at all. A few people who raced, oh, I've not mentioned. Casey Snowden did. Did, um, yeah, Katie Snowden was fifth. Did Josh Kerr not race in uh, Brussels? No, no race. It must have been um, Jess Hull, the Australian. I think Jess Hull raced in in Belgium, then also raced in New York. But um, isn't the final of the Diamond League in Oregon next week? That's why they've all gone. I think so. So, Fifth Avenue Mile was in New York on Sunday, which kind of was half the reason there wasn't people in the the British Champs race on the Friday, um, considering there's a Diamond League and Fifth Avenue Mile, where I imagine the prize money is a little bit better. Um, in the men's, we well we had British British winners, we had Scottish winners in in men's and women's. Men's was won by Josh Kerr in 347.9. He put it down to, it was very wet conditions. He put it down to his Brooks shoes that he wore that had phenomenal grip. So how true that is, who knows? Um, Comfortably though, didn't he? Sorry? He actually went quite comfortably. Yeah, he was, uh, well, a couple of seconds ahead of George Mills, who was second in 349. In... In the women's, uh, Gemma Riki took the win in 4.20. Melissa Courtney Bryant was third in 4.21. So, yeah, Brits dominating the mile. That hasn't been said for a while. Um, Wells, any other results in this weekend? There was a couple of half marathons I thought worth mentioning. I think it was York Half. I saw Heather Townsend took the win in 74-42, which was a, a PB for her. Ed Hobbs took the win in the men's 69-41. Um, but that's probably probably it, unless I've missed any results from the weekend. Welsh road relays? Uh, we don't cover Wales on this show. Are the results out? Uh, yeah, they are actually. But Swansea, Swansea took the win? Swansea did take the win. Yeah. Out of second. 
Five second. Ponty Preef. They got disqualified. Oh, who was third then? Um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. It is the it's the longest. I will shout out though. Russell Bentley runs for them, and he said he loves the pod. He might be better at pronouncing the name than I will because I will butcher it. Let me try. Hang on. Um, fastest leg of the day, Darry Griffiths. Darry Griffiths. Was there women's race as well? There was. Uh, I don't know the results though. Standard. I am. Um, while Josh is trying to find those results, I've seen a couple of pictures of Josh this weekend. Josh's white shorts, not the ones, are they? Parky didn't like him. I mean, the picture I saw was very revealing. You didn't put you didn't put that one on Instagram, though, did you? <laughs> right, you you. yeah, just to you. I'm going to try and try and say it. Go I'm on. actually uh, so it's Miriam Inidid. I don't know. Honestly, let me show you. <laughs> Have you watched? Um... I can't see that. Have you watched? Uh, what's it called? With Channing Tatum. My no. name's Jeff. No, I'm going to 21 jumps, 20, 22 jump street. That's what you just sounded like when you said that name. Go on, have a go. Probably going to offend a load of people, but. Myronid. That's got to be Neath at the end, isn't it? The double D. <laughs> don't ask me. Isn't that what it is for Ponty Preef? Yeah, I'm I don't know. That. That's probably wrong as well, isn't it? Anyway. Sorry, um, back to Josh's clothing choices. The white flappy is the one thing. I forgot to mention, um, I got a message in for me and probably, probably shouldn't have said his name. Didn't want to put him out there. He wasn't too impressed on um, your Crocs, but they were on your Instagram story. Talks for yeah. you. Quite a lot of unfashionable people don't like them, but most people do. Most people being anybody under the age of 12 likes so- them. Anyone that's in anyone that knows anything about cycling loves them. Says it all. Um, right, boys. Have you got anything coming up this week? Um, no, actually, I've uh, obviously not got an exam for a little bit, so I'm gonna have a week off studying. Um, I might go to London on Wednesday, Thursday, not decided yet. Tried to avoid it if possible. Did then... you get your um February marathon confirmed? Uh, it's kind of pretty much confirmed, but I've not had like confirmation if that makes sense. So well, it should be. It's like yeah, it's fine, but I've not had a, had it heard back. It's not basically. Yeah. Um. But Same. yeah, I um oh, I think I'm probably a few ways, few weeks away. I spoke to Rob and sort of said, "Is the road to Seville on?" And he said that road's still closed at the moment. We'll see about opening in a few weeks. So just a few more weeks of sort of consistent, no problems, and then hopefully can like fully commit to that. Full of metaphors is is Josh and Rob. Yeah. Um, Shane, anything big this week? I um, actually have things to do this week. So unlike Josh, I am back into studying. I'm back at uni um, on Thursday, Friday. I'm at a wedding down in London on Saturday. So I need to sort of actually plan some runs this week, which I don't like doing. What's your marathon session of choice this week? 
Um, <clears throat> I, I think I'm just gonna. I don't know. I I don't know. We we're gonna do some more threshold work tomorrow. I think. So we're gonna do some shorter reps, but more of them. So we'll probably just do we'll do the Aaron Scott cycle track loop, which is eight hundred and something meters, eight hundred and sixteen or something. So we'll probably do like ten or twelve of those off a minute, and then you know what I'm doing tomorrow, twelve minutes off a minute. Oh, just you might as well just come up to Lincoln. Be fine. Um, so you guys in your in your marathon block gonna do any um any of those sessions I did? No. <laughs> but I do I can't remember which one now I think I wrote it down there's one that I want to do a take of it I can't I think it was like one of the ones where you did like I think you did like four at marathon pace two threshold four marathon pace something like that that's far too hard for me right now I'm, okay. yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see where I go but at the minute I can't even reach marathon pace it was eight at marathon pace, one at threshold, four at marathon pace, one at threshold, two at marathon pace, and four miles steady either side. That's it. I'm tempted to try a, a take on that when I get luck. closer to it. But I won't do that much. I can't do that much. That's that's probably, I think, the hardest one that of all of them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, we'll see. We'll see how we go. I I I also I wrote I remember well, I've wrote down some of your session somewhere. And I do want to do something at some point. I'm just not ready for them. Um, this block is all about simple long runs with them, bits of effort on if I can. Potentially this week, I might do uh, 6K, 5K, 4K, but off 2K jog. And they're really not going to be that fast right now. It's quite early to start those types of sessions. So it's more kind of a, a progression run but with a bit of recovery in there quite similar to what you attempted last weekend to be honest Shane uh, but but yeah I just need to get some some long run fitness in before I attempt anything of yours I quite I quite want to do a double um a double session that one wasn't I didn't think that was that hard but like, I, I can't it's just not sensible to do it in this block maybe I'll get through this race. We were talking about this. Like, I kind of, I don't know. I, I'm not entirely convinced that I should be targeting a time in this one. Just trying to accumulate some fitness and then run it. Hopefully it's decent and then move on to the next one with one in the bank because, yeah, it's three years since I've done one. And I realized on Sunday, 24 miles is not. I used to be able to do a 24-mile run without really thinking about it, and now I have to think about it. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm doing that session on Saturday, I think, and two-minute, one-minute on Wednesday. So, see what happens. Hopefully, a call the week to get some sessions done. The cricket pitch is looking pristine at the end of the season, so... Get on that on Wednesday. Um, but we need to actually get a long run done together at some point. But if Shane's off to the big smoke, then not possible, is it? When are you going to London, Shane? Saturday or Friday night. I'll be honest, I'm a, it's a wedding Saturday. I don't know what time it starts. I don't know where it is. 
and that's that's where I'm at at the moment. So I sort of need to plan that. Unless uh, I sleep over at Aaron's Saturday night, moves his session to Sunday. Maybe I can do Sunday. Something's happening. Oh, Jenny, Jenny's out Saturday night with you. Oh, get in. Oh, sounds yeah. I'll 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 come back Saturday night. I'll meet Jenny in town. Perfect. I think it's a silent disco at Burley. I couldn't think of anything worse. If I'm honest with you. Anyway, go. Let's call it a day, boys. Josh is Josh is getting grief for um going to bed. For yeah, Josh is probably in his bedroom trying to record and Mally wants to go to bed so we'll let them crack on you enjoy yeah, yeah see you later boys alright Okay.